0: Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar John Douglas joins Stuart Childs to give advice on how to build grass for autumn grazing.
1: So good morning everyone and welcome to this uh, week's Let's Talk Dairy. So today I'm going to be talking with John Douglas of the Grass 10 team. John has been on before with us Um, today his topic is building for the future, which we were joking is very like a political slogan, but um, it's obviously to it's important that we build covers during the autumn period for in order to have grass for the remainder of the year, but it's also very important that we do it right in order to have grass for the springtime, and I suppose we've seen scenarios where people don't pay attention to the targets, we'll say during the course of the autumn and leave themselves very short to grass for the springtime and sometimes that goes against them and more often than not it goes against them, the odd time they can get away with it so I suppose it's like anything you have to budget and you have to plan in order to be some way close to the mark in in, in terms of hitting targets. So I've asked John to talk about the objectives of the Grass 10 team in terms of autumn and cover for the season that's coming up ahead of us. Um, ask any questions as you're going along uh, for clarity or anything as, and John will be happy to take them. So just briefly, John, you're going to talk about the current situation in terms of there's obviously soil moisture deficits in different parts of the country as well. Uh, slightly ease maybe with some of the rain that came in the early part of this week but uh, in some cases some places has got no rain at all so still in pretty tight situation so we're just going to touch on that briefly at the start so hand yeah. to
0: you. Thanks John Hi Stuart, uh, yeah, John Douglas is my name Yeah, I'm working on the Grass 10 team um, with John Marr and Joseph Dumphy. and yeah sure look we're all about getting people to improve their grazing management and achieve grazing excellence which you know pays economically but also, I suppose, from a social point of view and an environmental point of view, it's more sustainable. Um, so yeah, I'll just start with the current pasture-based for performance. So this is from our newsletter, our weekly newsletter that goes out. and It's available on the on the Chagas publications and on, on the website and our Grass Ten website. So if we just look at some of the figures there for the moment. Um, you know, the growth at the moment is, is fifty-seven around the country, but again, that's an average. Um, And it's probably a bit below average for this time of year. And as you can see on the map of Ireland, down on the left-hand side, that's the current um, growth rates around the country. And figures in in white, I suppose, are around average. They're in sort of plus or minus 10% of of average. And those figures then um, in yellow are um, below 10% of the average. And the figures in sort of that orange-brown color are below twenty percent, twenty percent below the average, and um, the green then are above the average. So you can see there that there's a lot of counties, um, nearly all counties are probably below average growth. And I suppose recent rain that mightn't account for some of the recent rainfall that, that fell earlier on the week. People have maybe haven't done a walk yet, so we should see a rise in some of those counties that did get rain. But there's still going to be a lot of areas more towards probably the east <coughs> side of the country that didn't get enough rain, and have very high soil moisture deficits that will probably require, you know, a couple of inches of rain really to get them back on track. So we're coming into a period where we're sort of switching from managing the wedge and looking at our cover per cow and our pre-grazing yield, um, where next month now we're moving towards, uh, we're changing focus and we're moving towards building grass so that we're more looking at your average farm cover on week to week and trying to extend rotation and build cover and build a bank of grass for the autumn time, and we will go into why we do that. But there, there's a there's a shift, and I suppose, or what, what maybe came up um previous earlier in the week was that you know some farms are going to try, you know they, they need to start building grass from next week onwards, and they're not in a position because they're not growing. So look, that's going to make it more difficult and challenging, and and maybe this year you know some farms might not be able to reach the, their their optimum uh, with the autumn grazing targets because of this. So. But hopefully, I suppose we will get rain in the next um, you know, week or, or 10 days and, and that will alleviate uh, that problem. But look, we'll have to deal with that as it comes. So I suppose that if you look at the predicted growth rates, they are predicted to rise a little bit and that's based on some of that rain that has fallen. So that's that's a good sign anyway. Um, it's going in the right direction.
1: I well, John, um, at least they're kind of holding, with the exception of the, the, the rates. obviously, they're kind of holding potentially in line with kind of demand that can be kind of matched with just grass and meal in a lot
0: of cases. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see that there from the pasture based data, there's about 15 kilos of grass and three kilos of meal going in. So while the, that meal is probably higher um, than, than normal, slightly higher than normal, yeah, as you say, Stuart, it has been filled mainly with, with um, just a, an increase in meal, I suppose. The whole lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so will we, we move on then to the, to the autumn? Ooh, we'll get
1: into the meat of the matter for today, yeah.
0: Super. Yeah, so look, I'll just run through what we're going to go through. So we're going to through, go through the objectives of autumn grazing management. So why is it good for farmers? Do you know the, the, the benefits of reaching them? What the uh, autumn grazing targets are? And then how do we meet them? Okay, so maybe some of this you've heard before and try to put a different angle on it and try to get people to understand maybe more about autumn grazing and how to go about um, achieving the targets. So the, the, the objectives of autumn grazing, it's, it's really a two-piece jigsaw. So the first piece is to build grass early in the autumn. So this is during August, September. This is the building phase. So this is the phase we're going to be focused on more today. And then later on in October, November is your closing phase. So you're trying to extend your days of grass in the autumn time, and uh, but also set the farm up. That you have a good supply of grass in the springtime, because as as we know, we get a better kick for it in the springtime. So that's important. So really, what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is going to have a, a, an influence on next spring, and you can see that. You can see that there. You know that's the reason why, because if we don't build much grass, well then we're more than likely either going to stay out grazing later on lower covers and have no grass in springtime, or else we're going to have. Um, we could run the farm cover down very low. Uh, even in October, and and maybe still not get back up to have enough grass for the springtime. So this is really, as you mentioned, the start sure about budgeting and stuff like that. So it's 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 important for every farmer to have a plan in place for for this time of year. So I might just, uh, I suppose, quiz people like if if they had an opportunity, if they could invest forty euro now and be guaranteed one hundred and ten euro back in three months' time, how much would they invest? Okay, so you're going from 40 euro to 110 euro. You're nearly tripling your money in three months. Okay, so that sounds maybe like too good to be true, but it's, you know, we can guarantee it. And the reason I suppose we can guarantee it is if we look at the pasture profit index, so this is the, everyone's familiar when they're receding, they have a pasture profit index. Well, this is the breakdown of the different factors that build into the, into the index. And one of the main ones, obviously, is the, is the dry matter yield. Um, And in the the summertime, I suppose the cost of replacing grass in the summertime with a different feed is very low because grass is very plentiful. So it's sort of put down at 4 cent a kilo or 40 euro a ton, if you like. In the autumn time, however, because it becomes more expensive to replace grass because there's, there's probably less of it about, the value of autumn grass is much higher. It's 11 cent a kilo or 110 euro per ton. So basically what we're trying to do here in this building phase is buy grass at 40 euro a ton and more or less sell it back to the cows we will say in october november at 110 euro a ton so we're gaining that 70 euro there uh, per ton on the farm and that's what we're that's what we should be trying to do um and there's a there's a lot of money up for grabs here by doing it but i suppose as we'll see now not 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 everyone is following targets not pe- people aren't reaching them so they're actually missing out so i think they're Roughly, they're probably getting halfway with this. They're probably doing half their potential of their investment in this. That's all they're getting about uh, out of it at the moment. So there's a, there's a big potential here to to make a lot more money at this. So extended grazing. So this is just taken from from um, a Bally Hayes presentation. There, I think maybe Donald Patton would have done it in previous years. So you can see here the the, re- the green line is a daily pasture growth. So that's just the, the growth throughout the year. And then the red line is the herd demand throughout the year. And we can see for you know from, from basically the second rotation onwards till sort of coming into middle of September, the growth is outstripping the demand the whole way through. So there's surpluses on the farm. Uh, but in the shoulders, I suppose from February, February, March, and in early April and into you know, late September, October, November, the herd demand is a lot higher than the growth. Okay. So one thing what we're trying to do here basically is we're, we're sort of um, in some ways we're, we're sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul here in August. So we're we're instead of maybe taking out the surplus grass in August as bales or as silage we're basically building a bank of it up letting it grow on the stem and then having it available uh, during say October and into November to graze. And I know heavy soils and, and dry soils are going to be different but there's targets there for both and Everyone can, I suppose, improve their own performance. And you know, I'm not going to get into a debate versus dry sides versus heavy sides. It's about, at the end of the day, each farm is different, and each farm improving their own um, um, performance. Okay. I so, suppose, I think, John,
1: the big thing though is, is just like you said there. It's if we don't do that, if we don't start to act on it in the August period. It's very hard to make the cover last then because you just don't yeah. have it in September. Yeah, well we cover.
0: can we can see here now. Bally Hayes might have slightly lower growth rates in the shoulders, but you can see here around um, this is but early early mid September the growth rate is matching the demand. You know, and that's probably a stocking rate of maybe two point seven five in Bally Hayes. So it's not a you know it's not an overly high stocking rate. If they were stocked at three or three and a half, where a lot of farms are, you'd be back up towards maybe maybe the first of September is where you're. Your, if you like your your anti magic day, if, you know the opposite side of, uh, the opposite side of the year is, is happening. Okay, so then you're not going to build grass. And we see, we talk about building grass. Again, we're going back to growing it at forty euro ton. And um, you know we're not we, we don't want to grow it in September time or October time, uh, where we're putting in silage, you know, to replace trying to grow grass, which is not it doesn't really pay for itself. It's probably a break even exercise. When it pays is when we get to grow it cheap in August time. And we get to have the benefit of it then later on in the autumn time. Okay. Yeah. So you can see there it's what 270 per cow per day, extra day of grass in the springtime, and 180, so nearly two euro per cow in the autumn time. Okay. So the other benefits then that are in touch, so they're more or less the economic benefits. So if we if we build the grass, it's staying out longer, we've we've an extra two euro in the autumn, 270 in the springtime but it doesn't account for you know the slurry storage. So this is, I suppose a lot of farms are under pressure, pressure with slurry storage. And um, there's probably you know an extra couple of weeks on a lot of farms to get out and stay grazing, if not by day, for, for two or three weeks anyway. And that would have a big um, impact on the level of, of slurry capacity, I suppose, on, on the storage capacity on the farm. I know from working with farmers over the last few years of Grass 10 who have followed the targets and built grass and maybe you know traditionally were in around the first week of November on dry on dry soils and now staying out to the last week of November and that's having a huge impact even in the springtime. You know, it, it allows them to choose when to go with slurry in the springtime rather than, you know, I suppose the dates are um, the date is open and you can go with it and we, we go with it then. You know, it allows that and that's that's important for you know the water quality side of things and all going forward. So um and then there's there's less to spread as well, so there's probably a saving than that. There's a lot less labour, cleaning cubicles, feeding all the other things to go along with, with um cows being indoors. There's happier, healthier cows generally leads to a happier, healthy farmer. Uh, I know one farmer was he was he was amazed at the peace and quiet he had during November when the cows were out where, where traditionally they were in the shed. So he just had even a bit of peace and quiet around the yard and get get more jobs done. Um the other benefits I suppose of following the targets is there's still plenty of grass for springtime when we close up properly in that second piece of the jigsaw that I was talking about earlier. Uh, and then also just from, you know, working with farmers, you know, they're, they're, if they can get an extra two or three weeks out of a class because they're putting in, you know, a plan in place and have the infrastructure and a whole lot, they're getting better job satisfaction and there's better pride and there's a feeling of a job well done, which is important, I suppose, from the social aspect of, of the sustainability side of things. You know, it's important that people are, are, are having that good um, intrinsic job satisfaction, if you like. So um, there are other benefits. And of course, just if you're looking at purely on the environment side, every additional week of grass reduces greenhouse gases by emissions by 1%. And there's also lower ammonia emissions because most of the ammonia emissions are um, related to slurry. Um, you know, So if the cows are, are urinating basically on concrete and then there's, there's lost there. air, when it's been stored in the tank, it's there's loss. And then when it's been spread, there's losses. So at grazing, it's a lot lower. So we're reducing the ammonia emissions also. So there are the benefits. So, just what what has to happen, I suppose, from where we where we are now to you know maybe next over the next week or two. So we're moving from these pre grazing yields, pasture-based grass wedge, your cover per cow, your average farm cover, um, and those targets for the summer, and moving into your autumn time. So you're looking at your grass budget. So it's still using your average farm cover, but not trying to you're trying to build it rather than hold it at a level. You're looking at extending rotation length. So It's a time when maybe um, silage ground is coming back in. Maybe people have receded, receded ground coming back in. So we're able to extend rotation that way. Um, And then also you're looking, I suppose, really trying to come up with a target farm cover for your farm that works. And that might take, that. you mightn't get that. If this is your first year going to go about doing a grass budget uh, or your first year maybe measuring grass, it's you mightn't get it on your first year. You you might follow the guidelines and maybe you'll find that there there's um, there was there was too much or I started too early. I started too late. You know this 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 could be a, a sort of a two to three year process until till you get it right. Um, but I suppose the benefits are there. We we've seen them, so it's it's well worth doing. So,
1: but John, are you saying so? We'll say today is the 29th of July. Basically, once you hit the first of August, you're moving away from your cover per cow target really and looking at your average farm cover as your guide.
0: Uh, for some farms yes Stuart, it will be yeah and we'll go through that now but basically it'll depend a lot I suppose on, on stocking rate and, and, and soil type and things like that but um, I suppose one constant is that we keep walking the farm weekly and you know for those lower stock farms they might be able to, to they might get away with start building until you know the third week of August but for the higher stock farms really from next week onwards um, they're going to have to start thinking about this. So when I say higher stock, they're probably talking about farms that are, are, are three and a half or, or above, I suppose. Farms that are stocked around three, probably into the second week of August, and farms that are stocked closer to two and a half, probably the third week of August. But again, these are guidelines and you know, if the growth is low one week, well then you know, you're better off starting earlier in the week than later in the week and If the growth is still high, you can maybe start at the end of the week rather than start the week. But there's a bit of flexibility in that, Stuart. But yeah, for for higher stock farms, definitely should be looking at starting this next week. So if you actually look at the targets then, um, so these are set up based on stocking rate. So there's a 2.5, a 3 and a 3.5. So for the lower stock farms, you can see there like the 1st of September target is 750 of an average farm cover. Which is not a which is not a whole lot. If we look at the current pasture based performance there at the minute, it's seven ten. So it's not it's not a huge amount. So that's why they don't have probably have to start building until about the third week um of August. Okay. And the rotation length and around that time is, is should be around thirty days. So that's that's I suppose looking forward and looking back. So what we mean by that is if, if you have ninety acres and you're on a thirty day rotation, the first of September you should be grazing three acres a day. So that's your that's your rotation length. So it's not basically looking at pasture base and looking back to see what paddock was in 30 days ago you know it's it's more on that day that's that's how much you should be grazing and rotation and from from working with farms we found rotation and even more so you know when it when it's i suppose maybe when it's combined with average farm cover that's when you get the the most impact so you know farm cover based off even a lower rotation and sometimes it can seem to disappear a little bit quicker so it's, it's just that time factor allowing paddocks to rest and and, and that that helps coming into the autumn time okay um, but if we look at the, the on the first of September the stocking rate of a tree they need to be at close to close to a thousand of an average round cover somewhere between nine hundred and a thousand so they've, they they've a couple of hundred extra of an average round cover to build and so that that really means they need to start you know at least I suppose a week earlier ten days earlier to get that in and that'll depend on the difference between the growth and, and the demand at the time. But you, you know, walk and weekly will allow us to, to monitor and track this. And if we look at the farm, um, yeah, the, the stocking rate of three and a half, it's similar. It's close to a thousand as well. So the reason we can't go much more than that, I suppose, sure, is we start to run in with issues of building too much cover and having very heavy covers and not being able to graze them out well. And then they're, they're very slow to recover. Um, so some farms that are grazing last year, i see seen maybe grazing covers of two and a half to 3,000 towards the end of September, didn't actually get back into those paddocks. So effectively, they started closing maybe a week earlier than what they normally had planned because they let covers get too heavy. So there is a fine balance in this, okay? Um, so you're sh- just talking there, John, in
1: terms of paddock recovery post-grazing more so than anything else?
0: With the, with the heavy covers, yeah. And yeah. of course, if you, if you get a bad week and they're due to come, come into grazing you know, you're, you're going to have a tough time trying to graze them, you know. So we're trying to keep paddocks, I suppose, somewhere between two two and 2,500 at, at a maximum. And look, if we look at the heavy soils then, we're, we're, we're not even going that far. We're building to a max of 900 kilos of dry matter. per hectare, <coughs> so so even some of the heavier soils that are higher stocked, they could probably be, you know, 10 days behind, or two, 10 days, two weeks behind uh, the targets here because they only want to be at that 900. Um, we could say mid-september time. so they'll have to walk the farm and and just just make sure they're not building too much too quick. So really what this comes back to Stuart is rather than saying I need to grow extra grass in August, you're going to put out similar everyone everyone maybe is going to put out similar rates of fertilizer during, during August but the thing is the lower stock farms they will might they might take out you know for another week or two they'll have time to take out a couple of extra paddocks. Uh, and get some swords cleaned up before the autumn time. Whereas the higher stock farms, once they, you know, come to the, uh, a date that they're gonna start building, they don't take out any more surplus. And this is the change of focus we're talking about. We're moving away from pre grazing yields and cover per cow. So you know if if your stock at three and a half in the middle of August um you know and your cover per cow we we'll see from the target there should be two twenty. You know, If a farmer is at 220 and he feels he has two or three days, too much grass there, and he's tempted to take out a paddock, well, then that's going to set him back um, a week or so. So he's not going to reach the target. So it's just that mindset that, no, no, I'm building now. I'm not, I'm not taking out surpluses. I'm, I'm building now. And it's just to get into that um, change. So that's what's important.
1: But John, is it still, there's two, a uh, question from myself first, and then there's a question in there from Connor Creeden as well, is it, it's still important to keep an eye on that average farm cover, and if it is, if it is running ahead of you, that you're going to mm. have to do something maybe in that August phase still, or like, yeah. ideally, no, we want to avoid it, but if it's really getting away from you, you can't just let it build away, because it is just going to be too difficult to handle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I I suppose... um. Walking the farm weekly is the only way you're going to know that, Stuart. You know, and that's why, while the tra- while the targets here are changing, everything's changing. The, the key message here is really to keep walking the farm through August and September weekly. So you know, eight walks basically in August and September. If we looked at the average in August September, it's probably closer to four or five. You know, over that period. So yeah. how are you? How are you supposed to keep track of this if you're if you're not doing it? And even by walking yeah. in, it, it's what you're keeping focused. But yeah, if you are ahead, look. If you're if you're fifty ahead or, you know, and, and and there's another good week coming of growth, well then you know you know you probably should do something, maybe take out a surplus. But if you're if you're a hundred ahead but you you're you're anticipating or predicted growth aren't to be that high for next week, well then I'd i probably wait because you know I mightn't build much in the week coming. Yeah. So a, bit a, bit a bit like it's two weeks ago there
1: people knew growths were coming going low, they left farm cover probably a little bit higher than you'd like it to be, but they add yeah. into it then in the dry week like
0: well, that's a smart thing to do. They're anticipating the changes coming and they're, and they're uh, allowing for that in the plan. you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, just a question about. from Connor there is uh, where's the balance for equality and regrowth? Then? And
0: it's just, do you know, you were saying about the 2 2 covers. Like, um, yeah. Well, it... that's like, look, covers of the, the guidelines have always been don't let covers get over 2,400 uh, kilos of dry matter per hectare. That's the cover. Um, so. And there's a the caveat that's... with
1: that, I suppose, John, in that that has to be a clean 2 4.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's another thing. Like, it's where where you're building the covers. Like, so if you know, grass quality this summer has been very challenging. Even on the even on the most experienced grassland managers this summer, you know, it it sort of a lot of places went to went to seed and went to head around that sort of June Bank Holiday time when the rain came, or late May um, after that dry period, and everywhere sort of had between bales and maybe some pre mown or top and whatever other things were going on. Everywhere was cleaned up. But then, you know, we got sort of a a second mini drought or or and, and that sort of caused um things to go or or even after the last rain in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of as you, as you call them there on Tuesday, Stewart's tronines coming and um a lot of stem coming back in the swords. Not even around dung pads, just an even spread of, of stem across the swords at maybe covers of a thousand and you know, we're, we're going to have to get them cleaned up, so that's probably one thing before we start building, or even even if paddocks aren't that well grazed out for higher stock farms, really, they need to go and get those cleaned up in the next week or so, because you don't want to build a cover of, we'll say, 2,400 on, on top of a, a sward that has a lot of dung pads and stuff in it. It has to be a nice, clean base to do that, you know? Um, you'd a probably great. rather graze a, a, a cover of, of, of 2,400 of aftergrass type grass versus a cover of, we'll say, seventeen eighteen hundred 1800 of, of a, a poor quality sward. It'd probably be easier to graze the heavier cover. So it's not just about what covers on it, it's where it's grown from as well. So get paddocks cleaned up before we start building, is is the message there. Yeah. Um, we had a poll there, Stuart. Were you able to send it out yeah, there? I've just, just sent it out there now, so. Also... You can just
1: talk your way through it, there, John. So I would say the the reason, I suppose, we're just asking: Do people follow off grazing targets? Yes or no? And if not, why not? Because I suppose we're just trying to, to um, just gonna right there. One person, one person answered it there. I thought we, hundred percent people said they didn't understand it. I was getting worried there for a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, will will we leave that go? Leave it there, and you can talk away
1: for a minute or yeah, and we can come back to it.
0: Yeah. So just yeah, just um. We, we keep going on with the target. So this is um, pa- pasture-based data from uh, 2019. So we can see here in the middle of August, which is sort of around the time a lot of farmers are starting to build, um, everyone is on target. This, the farms that are lower stocked are well above target. The farms that are three and three and a half are about on target. So no problems there in terms of following the targets. If we look a month ahead, then the 15th of September, so everything was on track. Everything is behind track. So even the lower stock farms are behind track. Um, so they've they've built. We would say the lower farms have went from about seven seven thirty to eight eighty. So they've built a hundred and fifty, and they probably should be another uh, hundred and fifty to two hundred ahead. So each farm there is probably about a hundred and fifty to two hundred behind. So when I come back, to, when I said at the start there, but you know. Um, you know, basically invest in your 40, 40 euro a ton now and getting 110 back. This is where I said that farmers are only using about half that potential, Sure, is that they're, they're, they're building maybe 150 to um, 200 onto it when they should be going sort of 300 to 400 on top of what they should be doing. So they're, they're only getting about halfway there to meet the targets. Now, some of that is, there, there's obviously heavy soils farms and there's other farms on pasture-based that mightn't be following the targets or whatever. or, or um, So it's just um, it 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 mightn't be you know wholly accurate but you know it's it it's gives you a good trend or a good guideline trend as to you know we need to be doing more work on this um, on building. so there's there's a there's big there's huge opportunity there you know on farms like that's that's um, they're they're missing out days of grass there you know and that's that's missing out on money so you know this this needs to be tackled
1: and in a way, John, then as well. I suppose they, they might be missing a huge amount in in autumn sometimes, but they're and but they continue to graze into a cover that they don't have as such, and then they leave themselves quite short for the spring. So put themselves mm-hmm. under a lot of pressure in the spring early as a result. Then as well. So this really is a critical point in terms of rest yeah. management, for, for both autumn and spring. Like
0: so, if we looked at growth rates and and stocking rates on the different uh, sorry demand per hectare based on different stocking rates. The, the reason you start earlier and higher stocked is because the difference between the growth and the, the growth and the demand uh, over that, over that longer period is required to build up to that cover. And, and obviously the lower stock farms then can start a couple of weeks after that and they'll still reach the targets, but because their demand is lower, they'll build, they can build, I suppose, quicker and they can build into September, as you were talking about, they can still build grass in early September. But, if we look at the average, you, you need basically, I suppose, a, a, a difference of probably twelve in between the, the growth and demand for about thirty to forty days to sort of do that, you know. So that's adding three to four hundred onto your um, onto your average farm cover off after the summertime if you're not moving into autumn. What we're looking at here is basically there's only a difference of six, so it's not that farms really are growing. Um, any less grass we we, we we sort of presume they're not growing any less grass because the growth rates are still good we have growth rates from pasture base but it is a fact that they're not changing from summer to autumn quick enough that we're still looking at the cover cow pre-grazing yield and we're not starting early enough and that's what that really is telling that graph is telling, is telling us
1: August to be classified as a month of of the, the kind of the autumn as opposed to the summer kind of period so
0: yeah yeah it, it it should be in terms of management, but like in terms of growth rates, it's still you know August oh, okay. can grow every bit as good as as July, and that's why it makes it so. I switch a profitable thing to go and build grass is because it's growth the growth rates are so high still.
1: Okay, I don't know. Do you want to have a quick um, look at the results there and just uh, yeah? So of thirteen respondents, forty six percent or six out of the thirteen said that they do follow, and seven said no. And then in terms of if not, why not? Uh, 15% or two said they don't need to. Uh, the same again, then for don't understand it enough. And it mm. to, by far and away, the, the biggest uh, response is 69% says that weather makes it difficult to manage grazing heavy covers. So,
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, so one. yeah, no, it's, it's good to note that because um, we, we might have to work more on that and focus more on that side of things. So yeah, um, it yeah, so look at that.
1: Does so the question in there as well? now, John uh, Do you recommend pre-mowing or tapping to tidy up paddocks before we start building, or are there any other ideas around it in, in Bergen?
0: Yeah, well, so look if you're if you're lower stocked and you're not starting to the third week of August, you have you have a full rotation really between now and then to go you know and take out surplus. If if that's that's your that's your first protocol. If you're higher stocked, I'd be I'd be just going in. Um, look, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's probably the farmer's choice and maybe the weather conditions at the time, whether you go pre-mowing or topping. Look, pre-mowing, you, you probably are cutting in a couple of days before you're going to top it. You know, that might help growth. But, you know, it's 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 a case. I know in some of the drier farms, you shouldn't be pre-mowing top and topping. We're sort of going against that because of the of, of basically of drought or, you know, lower growth rates. So, um, but, you know, at, at the same time, we're trying to look ahead. And I think at the moment, we just have to, because because look growths are low anyway, I think mowing or topping isn't going to slow down things that much um, on those farms because they're going to have a lot of grass coming back together on on those farms that are hit with drought, like you always have after a period of low growth rates. You've got a lot of grass coming back together. So, but well, yeah, yeah, we would advise Is
1: every method employable? Basically, should be employed to try and make sure that you're building off a of clean ground. So whether that is pre-mowing yeah. or or yeah. topping or even a little bit of baling in the next week or 10 days and so, some farmers
0: place. some farmers maybe are on maybe 24 36 hour paddocks and some of those paddocks have gone a little bit stemmy maybe even just putting the wire up and getting them to try and and, and clean them out you know um, I know some farmers have done that and paddocks basically you wouldn't think that the cows would have cleaned out they cleaned them out very well after You know, so you know we can we can do a bit of grazing as well and, and graze hard on, on some of them as well yeah so just looking at the tools for autumn management, you're looking at the, the weekly farm walk and pasture base. I've mentioned that numerous, numerous times, and that is probably the number one thing. Um, and there's a lot of benefits to that. So we're getting our growth rates for the autumn time for our farm, which which in the future time then, in the future, sorry, we can use those growth rates uh, for our own farm to make our own decisions about when to start building and what covers to build. Okay, so that's, that's, that's really, you know, a long-term thinking good strategy. There is, is to keep walking the farm weekly till at least at the end of September, um, and then you're also keeping your focus for this year as well. So we're looking at the grass budgets, and we 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 come to the grass budgets now in a, in a bit. Uh, but that's basically, I suppose, it's, it's basically if you like, for want of better word, it's a, it's an Excel which shows you, I suppose, based on your growth and the demand on the farm, how much you're going to build to and how much you can or how you can stretch it out or when you can stretch it out to. So it's it's a good tool, good grazing infrastructure, and that probably tied in with good grazing management, or I suppose grazing management skills, if you like, Stuart, is is probably um, is probably something that needs to be improved on a lot of farms, and that's maybe some of the reason why, you know, we had some respondents there just saying that the wet weather is making it too too heavy uh, to graze some of these covers. Um, there's also the probably changes? a thing there, that Stuart, like. If, if farmers aren't measuring as much in the coming into the autumn time, do you know, it, you know, maybe they're letting some of those covers get too heavy on them. You know, maybe what they think is, is sort of two and a half thousand could be a three thousand and maybe they're getting caught out a little bit that way too. Do you know?
1: I think that has to be a case chance. For, I mean, if you talk to John Maher or, or even Joseph or yourself, probably, probably see it a good bit with the groups that even people that are engaged in which the grass, at grass groups are probably underestimating cover sometimes and mm. if that does happen, and as you said, if they are, maybe don't walk for a period of two or three weeks and next thing suddenly it does a cover gone well ahead of them or yeah. kind of caught between, they can't actually go and take it out. They need to go and graze it, but they make a, 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 a bags of it trying to graze it then because maybe it's in the wrong place. And like that grazing infrastructure and your positive mindset comment there, like, mm. I mean, where you want to build those heavy covers, which as you said the other day, you're only going to be grazing for maybe a week or 10 days anyway. Um, they need to be just in places
0: where you are going to be able to graze them, like. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, they really are, and um, yeah. So, I it, suppose you have to build them off a, a clean base and pick, you know, pick your best fields to to, to put them into. You know, yeah. uh, and be flexible. You know, the weather obviously can be changeable around that time of year. So, if it's if it's coming a wet week, you you don't go in. You know, you don't go into them, or or you, or you if you know it's going to be coming wet in two, three, or four days. You get in and start them as quick as possible, and try and get some of them mowed out of it, like you know, or sorry, grazed out of it. Don't want to confuse people here. <laughs> we <mowed. laughs> uh, get someone who grazed out of it, like so. You have to be flexible, with that. And then you know, when the weather comes wet, then you move into your lighter covers for for a week or so, and, and you go back. Like so, there's a you know, there's a plan, and there's there's flexibility, and I suppose you know, it all comes back to you're, you're earning. I suppose that extra money you're talking about making a days of grass. You do have to earn it a little bit to some extent, you know, but yeah, you do make more money. That's, you know, if you want to do that, that's what you this is what you do. Like, you know, uh, I suppose then, you know, come back to the knowledge and that ties in with maybe the, the skills or the grazing skills as well. So you've the knowledge of, you know, where your rotation should be, what your target should be as you move through the autumn. Um, okay. So how to build grass. So basically we're trying to grow more grass now. Um, Sorry, grow grass now that we need to eat later on, and we're basically, I suppose, manipulating supply and demand to achieve this. And this is where the budgets come in, and they're a lot more accurate. So we can. There's ways where we can increase the supply, supply of grass. So not just maybe the growth, but more so the supply. So and when I suppose this comes back to the big thing, when we start is going to have a big influence on this. So we we we're, were trying to increase the grass supply in sort of mid September to the first of October during that peak um, targets we need to start on time on August. So again, I'll reiterate, the higher stock farms should be starting the first week, the sort of farm stocked around three the second week and the farm stock around two and a half into the third week of August as a guideline, okay? That's when you need to be starting. Um, obviously then to increase supply, you can increase the grazing area. Maybe there's stock to be moved on. Maybe there's ground, silage ground coming back, receded ground coming back. We can obviously have a, our fertilizer up to date and out. So, we're going to get a better response from a fertilizer out in early August than we are in early September. So you know, what we see in maybe a lot of farms is, especially especially if maybe the farm stocked at two and a half, they have an awful lot of grass because the silage ground coming back, and there seems like an awful lot, and they hold off on fertilizer, to maybe the first September time, and then they go go, but they're only going to get about two thirds the response then as they would in August. Okay, so just be just be clever with that. Now, obviously, you don't want to go too hard and and um, run into too many surpluses. Um, but you know you have to find a balance there with that, um, and I suppose probably for farms, I, I know a lot of farms have been delayed fertiliser over the last couple of weeks. So you know 20, 25 units out maybe across the farm now, and you're probably going to top top up those um, fields that you graze sort of in air up up until sort of mid mid late August. You're probably going to top them up as you again as you go along, and then anything I suppose after. Um, We'll say mid late august is probably just going to get one one um one uh, fertilizer application then maybe a blanket spread around then because you, you suppose you, you're going to have some paddocks maybe they're going to get it twice more and some are only going to get it once so the, one, the ones that are going to get it once maybe go a little bit heavier the ones that are going to get twice maybe just cut back and go too lighter um of application so little and often is 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 best with, with it if we can Look, then increasing supply, more long-term issues are soil fertility, reseeding, measuring on pasture base. Um, they're going to be they're going to be um, big factors in that. And again, I suppose we're talking about increasing the supply. So if we can graze, if we can only graze down to five or six centimeters because of the the quality of the sword is poor, versus four centimeters because the quality is high, well then effectively we've an extra five hundred kilos of dry matter after being utilised on that. So there, you know, there's a way to increase your supply. As well you know so that's why you have to have a clean sword reducing your demand so you know we can increase our supply um so we can also reduce our demand so we can reduce our stocking rate so how do we do that we remove maybe younger stock or other stock that are on the platform a bit quicker we maybe get rid of some cold cows um we maybe increase silage as, as we as we go into maybe not so much august but maybe heading towards september you might put in some silage and uh, to stretch it, um, there's, I know there's zero graze and a lot of people are looking at them options in the shoulders of the year for, you know, maybe for a week or so, maybe some. Um, but this was the effect. The thing is, there, when you're in, in, increasing any supplement into the diet, we, we still have to keep track of what's going on on the farm because we know we don't want to let cover build too much if we're putting in, you know, a lot of feed because we're running into the issues we're after talking about. Meal also can be increased, and it's it's probably it's probably an okay thing for some farms, you know, for a couple of weeks. But if we're talking about you know building and stretching grass, it's the forage coming into the extra or so the additional forage coming in. It's going to make the big difference rather than meal because it has a better uh, substitution effect than meal, you know. So.
1: Okay, so John, just to clarify um, as well, there we say when you're talking about the reducing the demand, we say. They were stocked to four cows or four livestock units to the hectare at the moment with stock on the plat- extra stock on the platform. But stock rate, are you targeting now for your autumn cows and cover? would say are you just targeting on what you will be on the first of September or the middle of September with the cows only when everything else is gone? Do you know, like we will say for the month of yeah. August, there's a chance that there's going to be stock on the platform that are eventually going to be gradually maybe moving away. So what stock rate are you actually building for in that scenario?
0: Yeah, well I suppose I'd be I'd be billing for the stocking rate that it probably went when they are gone, Stuart. So if that if it goes back to three, I'd be using the sort of the three targets. But then you know you still might have to start a bit earlier because if the stocking is going to be four for August but it goes back down to three for September time, you know, effectively you're eating more grass in the August. Bird
1: time. August yeah. yeah.
0: So you you might have to you might still you might still start the same time. Yeah. But you'll you'll be using the targets for the for the the lower stock farm yeah. if you like but uh, you're basically you're go, you're going to you're going to hit the targets but you're just going to do it a bit differently you know yeah so stocking rate factor so i suppose there's a couple of uh things within this so you know farms we say stock less than 2.8 in or, in or around there's a obviously lower stocking rate you have a lower demand so you know as we can see from that graph middle of august the uh, target the average farm cover target was way ahead so you know there is there is obviously it's easier to build grass because the growth doesn't have to be as high and we can we can build it but as we see there those farms are still missing the targets later on and they can still have a low grass supply in the in the springtime and we we were just um, doing um, an exercise with the which was a the dairy the dairy advisors in, in service train where we picked farms and you know there was there was a lower stock farm on dry soil but still was very short in grass in the springtime so we can see, you know, just because you're a dry farmer, just because you're low stocking rate, not everything works out. There has to be a plan in place for this to work. And if we look at farms, maybe stocked over three and a half um, livestock units per hectare, um, obviously higher stocking rate, higher demand. So, you know, is building to the targets going to be a benefit? And I suppose what I mean by that, for you to build to the targets, if say you're stocked at four, like you, your example, Stuart, and you want to build to the targets well you're probably not going to grow any more than what you're eating in August time. So effectively, you're not really building that much. So is it a benefit then to go and try and put in extra supplement in August to avoid having to put it in November? And, you know, if we just look down there below, the higher stock farms are basically buying grass at 11 cent a kilo in August time and selling at 11 cent a kilo in October, November. So it's sort of a break-even exercise. And I suppose by that, I mean, like, if you have to put in, say, three kilos of silage and three kilos a meal versus maybe two kilos a meal on the lower stock situation. You're, if you average out the price uh, or the cost of that of that diet in um, cent per kilo, it's probably around 11 cent a kilo, um, which is more or less the benefit of it later on in the year. So it's actually, it's a bre- break-even exercise. So really what we're trying to do on the higher stock farms, so farm stock to over three and a half, is just holding whole rota- rotation length. So still sort of starting next week, but if you can do maybe a 35-day rotation and another 35-day and then a 30-day rotation, sort of three 30, 35 days rotations, you're sort of getting 90, 100 days from early August to bring you up to early November. And really the closing rotation there, holding that 30 days in the last rotation is, is, is key for the springtime in terms of not running the farm cover down too low and setting up the farm for springtime. So if we look at the, just again, Lower stock farms, they're buying the grass at four cent a kilo in August and selling it to the cows for eleven cent a kilo in October, November. So you're making money there in that situation. So really, you know, this building grass, it only should really, I suppose, happen when your stocking rate is feasible enough for you to actually build it um, without taking out any more surpluses, rather than building it by having to put in extra supplement.
1: So what you're saying there, the three and a half plus, basically, is you just want to hold what grass you have yeah. and make sure that you can extend your grazing season by yeah. keeping a tab on it all the way through rather than actually trying to build a big, big cover, which yeah. you're just not going to do anyway.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see that here in, in the budget. Yeah. So, um, Look, there's, um, there's I suppose, look, farm stock to three, feeding two kilos a meal in August. The average growth, we'd say, was 60. Demand is 48. So every week during August, that average farm cover is rising by 90. Or in a month's time, it's about 360 of an increase in farm cover. So that's why we have to start in August time. Because if we move into September time, maybe the average growth is only 50, which is more or less only meeting the demand. So we're not going to build. So that's why we need to start in August. So I think I've, I think I've made that clear enough. But um, So we're going to look at a couple of budgets now. So a farm stock to 3.1%. Farm stock at 3.1, but basically, I suppose, a, a higher stocking rate at the start because there's ground out for reseeding time, which is happens on a lot of farms this time of year. And we look at a grass budget, first farm stock at 2.5, and, and one stock at 4, cows per hectare, okay? So um, so the farm stock at 3.1, we can see here. So this is this is the budget. For anyone not familiar, it's basically week by week. It's broken down. This is the area of the farm on the platform. This is the number of spring milkers. Um, this is the grass intake, meal intake, silage intake, and we can sort of basically put it in each week and we're basically what we're doing is manipulating this demand and that will sort of, I suppose, match up with the, with the growth and whatever the surplus or deficit is each week will be added or subtracted onto the average farm cover. So it, it's a good way of being able to, you know, plan ahead and track the farm cover as to how much the meal or silage needs to go in at different stages to, uh, meet the autumn grazing targets and objectives. Okay. And this is what all the, I suppose the the, the farmers now who've been measuring on pasture rates for the last couple of years are moving on to doing these budgets, and it's really helping them. So we can see here, you know, a farm stocked around three. Um, if they if they start, um, if they start, I suppose, basically, not take out any surpluses, they can build comfortably enough um, by by mid late August. They can hit their targets there, eleven hundred. And then they, they eat into that. And they might have to introduce some silage, I suppose, later in October time just to stretch it out. And with that, on a dry farm, we'd say they're getting up to, to sort of maybe the, the third week of, of November before their housing. And then they're closing up with a cover there on the around the 2nd of December of 7.50. Okay. So that's a nice, simple plan. So there's a farm, stock a tree. Very comfortable to do it, I suppose. Um. It's just a case that that farm didn't take out any. I suppose what you can not see in the budget is maybe what what the farmer didn't do, and what the farmer didn't do in this case was take out any surpluses that he taught, um, or that he might have normally taken out if he was following the summer targets. Okay, so we can see there over the course that there was there was um forty tonne of meal, really nearly forty tonne of meal fed and twenty five tonne of silage fed. So all these area, the area of each farm here is, is going to be the same. The only difference is the number of cows. Okay. So if we're looking at the same sort of same farm, but have a higher stocking rate for the next um, few weeks because because there's ground out for receding time, uh, in this case there's going to be more meal fed. So you're feeding three kilos of meal for most of it, four or five in some instances, and that's so we are sort of keeping silage out during the during the building phase anyway. And so and there's some going in at, at the back end of the year. And they're probably, they're, those cows are housed a week earlier. So that, by having that ground out for reseeding, even during August time, you sort of have an impact later on down the line. So there's a week less grazing there. And there's um, close on 48 tonne of meal, and 28 tonne of silage. So there's there's another seven tonne of meal and nearly another four tonne of silage there. So for that for that farm, you know, taking out that 5.7 hectares, with 12, 13 acres for reseeding was actually costing... Um, about um, thirty euro a cow or three thousand euro. That's what that was the extra cost of doing that. So these are sort of hidden costs you that we probably don't see or probably don't, you know, account for on farm. And maybe in that instance, you know, the farmers weren't wouldn't be worried about hitting the autumn grazing targets and maybe wouldn't put in that extra, but then they there might be two or three weeks less grazing at the end of it. You know, so there's different ways of, of seeing that. But for about every we just myself and Joe were talking about yesterday and roughly for every pint one Yet you increase the stocking rate by over, we'd say two and a half, you're adding sort of an extra 150 to 200 euro uh, per hectare onto your costs in the autumn time. Okay. If we look at the amount of meal and silage that has to be fed in the different budgets. Yeah. Um, like, you know, even going from, from, um, I think, I think there's an extra 12 cows and an extra 14 ton of meal fed. There's an extra ton of meal for, for each of those extra cows, basically. Do you know, so it, it, it's maybe something that we should be, you know, should be focusing more on. And I suppose that's why if, you, if you're if you higher stocked and you can't get those days of grass, that's when that extra meal and extra silage is, is being costed into the system. Like so.
1: Okay, very good. So thanks, a Million, John, for coming on. And thanks for holding the fort there for those few minutes while I was gone paywall. Uh, no worries. No so worries. it's a very important topic. And I suppose we're probably not delivering on it enough. Uh, at level in terms of actually trying to achieve the targets or we're going about it the wrong way or we're not starting soon enough so I suppose like you said it's probably a, a, a project over a number of years maybe to firstly to try to get your head in line with where you need to be uh, try to achieve it then maybe learn from some of the mistakes that you might make and as you're going along and every year is different of course as well like we're starting off from a low base now this year and um, things could turn around very quickly depending on where you are like If you're after rain, you could have a very strong growth rate, which could um, put you in a very strong position nearly too quickly. So people have to have that flexibility. And I suppose the very important thing then is that people actually um, have a plan in in place in the first place and then try to manage their targets to fall in line with that plan as the year goes on. And obviously that flexibility and being smart about where you're putting those heavy covers that you are going to have to graze for that week or 10 days in September and as you said maybe watching the weather that you go there when you know you can rather than going there when you have to go there maybe and if the weather is against you making it that bit more tricky to do it so I suppose talk to talk to your advisor in relation to setting up your plan going through the budget definitely for the first time going through that you're going to need assistance and maybe even for the first number of years even going through that you're going to need assistance to build that budget and it's good idea actually, John. I know we didn't probably talk about it much here now today, but actually run that budget through out until the first of February
0: next year to it can often help to show yeah. it to the
1: effect of continuing
0: to graze for too long, as well, or even, or even to the first, you know, even to the start of the second rotation, which is what you know, Doyle yeah. Patton will do. Like he'll he'll run it through to maybe the tenth of April or fourteenth of April next year to show you know the influence of not building now and what influence it
1: has in the springtime. Do you know stay safe and thanks again John for coming
0: on that's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday so do listen in then I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and thanks for listening